Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and a beautiful Thursday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Thursday? I am doing all right. I mean, I thought we were going to have a good, solid game last night. I have come to the consensus that this playoffs, I'm done getting my hopes up because this is not fun to watch basketball Mm -hmm. at all. And they need to address it in the offseason, point blank period. I don't know how. Definitely the rest days are one, but they need to address it for sure. Yeah, no, that that was definitely – I mean, the Dodger game was more exciting than than – the NBA playoffs have been uh, as of late. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Armand. It was really disappointing to watch. Gee, before we get to the headlines, you were at the Dodgers game last night. What was that experience like? I know that you normally like going to Chavez Ravine, Blue Heaven on Earth. What was it like out there? It actually was amazing. Um, this is one of the prettier parks that I've ever been to. I mean, I know we talk about Petco, and I've gone to... Uh, I've gone to Baltimore. I've also gone to uh, Wrigley Field, which is awesome. But this is a beautiful park. Um, four different bars, by the way, wow. that you can go to in the park. Um, and then on top of it, all I kept hearing was, let's go Dodgers. It was pretty amazing. And yesterday, as you uh, pointed out on your social media, it was National Wine Day, and you had some wine at the park. Was it good? I know the selections are not always that great. Yeah, you know what? The... The hotel bar that I am staying at, the wine wasn't amazing. It got the job done. Um, but then I actually went to, uh, per a friend's recommendation, I went to another restaurant um, owned by Zimmerman, actually. Okay. And it was really, really good. So uh, it made up for it. And by the way, Jihei has the same jinx I do. Like every Kings game I went to, home or on the road, like they found a way to lose. And this one was a tough one. I mean, again, one nothing if they had just yeah. put up a couple of runs on the board. But uh, excited to have you back when you come home, uh, Jihei. With that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports, Circa Millions, and Circus Survivors. Pro football contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Armani Buckets. All right, so last night, Jalen Brown scored 25 points, Jason Tatum added 22, and the Boston Celtics are now one win away from the NBA Finals after beating the Miami Heat 93-80 to on Wednesday night. They're up 3-2 to in the series, and now 
The question is, is the series over, and how did the Heat get blown out at home in the second half of a must-win game? Armani, you, you touched on it. This series is over. The Heat are lucky to have kind of extended it to, to the point where we will have a game six in Boston. Um, listen, I am beyond the point of hoping for a close game. I fully expect this to be a 30-point route, I, just because, again, I've never seen a postseason like this. Certainly when you get to, to the conference finals, uh, you know, blowouts happen. So maybe a one game in a seven game series is a blowout. Things get a little bit out of hand, but the the amount of blowouts in this series has been crazy. Again, forget about the final score. The fact of the matter is in the second half of this game, this was a 20 plus point lead for the Celtics against Miami playing at home in a must win situation frustrating to watch again i don't know what the tv viewership is like i'm sure it's okay uh but the common the when i say common fan the you know casual fan uh they're not tuning in and to be honest a hardcore fan like me and you armani and maybe you ga like when it's 20 plus points certainly when you go back to that sun's math series 40 points in the fourth quarter i mean it's been the absolute worst postseason in terms of just close games forget about a six game series a seven game series that doesn't matter when all the games are blowouts but yes to your question this series is done the celtics will punch their ticket tomorrow night and good for them listen they totally deserve it but i mean what a pathetic performance at home in front of your hometown fans in just like they do in South Beach. Again, Los Angeles gets a lot of grief. That place, there was no one there in the fourth quarter. Those fans left. They always talk about in the modern NBA how a 20-point lead can be erased mm-hmm. like that. It won't be with that Miami Heat no. offense. I mean, that offense is so hard to watch. And Jimmy Butler, you know, they didn't want to make excuses in the postgame. It looks like he's playing hurt. Tyler Hero is out with the injury. So now it becomes you know, a war of attrition. And the Boston Celtics, although they are also very injured, they're the healthier team right now. Yeah. At least it looks like. And not not to mention, they're the more talented team. Yeah. And they kind of have been this whole series. If you didn't have Marcus Smart and Al Horford miss game one, could have been 1-0 there, could have been 2-0. And then all of a sudden, we might be looking at a 4-5 game series. Yeah. The Heat, this is the thing with Miami, is they went all in on this semi-Laker idea. Kyle Lowry, older guy, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler, older guy, and then a bunch of role players around them, and it just hasn't worked out. I'm very curious to see where they go if this series does end in six, which I agree with you, Arash. I do think it ends in game six, but I mean, God, we need to do something about these games because it's not fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, but we also have to take into consideration injuries, right? Yeah. So many of these guys are hurt. They're playing hurt, but they're also, you know, on the sidelines. You look at Tyler Hero, who, I, in my opinion, it doesn't matter because he hasn't just squat all series long, regardless of whether he's on the bench or not on the, like, is on the floor. But injuries are coming into play uh, when it comes to this playoff series, and probably an attribution to why the, these series suck and they're just bad. Uh, bad basketball but yeah the NBA definitely has to do something I don't know what it's going to be uh, I, I wish I had I, w- I that's above my pay grade I think I, I, I wish I knew the solution for this problem I have a suggestion not <laughs> involving the uh, the injuries but a Russell Westbrook suggestion if you're right, ready to hear it let's do it Kyle Lowry <laughs> okay. and Duncan Robinson yeah. for Westbrook 
Here's why I like that. I just think that for a lot of guys, a change of a change of scenery can do wonders. And again, Kyle Lowry was a guy that I wanted them to make a trade for uh, in 2021, that next year. And again, do you think he's done or do you think he's just hurt right now? I think yeah, I <laughs> he think won't be done. done. And the problem is he has extra years on that contract. With oh. his contract. Well, so that's an issue with the Lakers. I don't yeah. think they're trying to add a player who's done for like multiple years. I mean, if you think that he can contribute, I mean, the big thing for Russell Westbrook is, is this is going to be an addition by subtraction. I mean, Jovan Bua, our good friend, said... Even if you cannot find a trade partner, this was an amazing... And by the way, he was with that team that entire season, so he knows the dynamic. He said he would rather have Russell Westbrook sit at home than join that team. I mean, because it's toxic at this point. Yeah, and we've seen it, by the way, with the Rockets, with John Wall. Yeah, well, exactly. Great point. Sit at home, so... It, there's, it's not unprecedented that the Lakers, if everything else fails, that they could do something like that. But I mean, Westbrook's ego is going to be like, I don't want to do that. This is a good well, for me. At that point, maybe the players union gets involved. But if yeah. a team says, collect your paycheck, we're going to pay you your full amount, but we don't want you around the team. I mean, maybe the players union gets involved, but I mean, I don't know what Russell could do at that point. We definitely haven't seen the end of this story. No, sure. not at all. That's for sure. The Golden State Warriors can punch their ticket to the NBA Finals tonight when they face the Dallas Mavericks in San Francisco in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. If the Warriors win, they would be advancing to their sixth NBA Finals in the past eight years. Is this series over? And no matter what happens in the East, are the Warriors your pick to win it all? No doubt about it. I said that at the beginning of this postseason. If the Warriors are right, if they're fully healthy, if they got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Pool's doing what he's doing. They are my pick, and, and they certainly look like the heavy favorites, and Las Vegas agrees with me at Circus Sports. They are currently the favorites to win the whole thing right now. So I do think, yes, I think the Warriors punch their ticket to the finals tonight. I think the Celtics do it tomorrow. Uh, should be a good final series because these are the two teams, in my view, that are the best right now. So it's not like you're getting some crazy matchup. Um, but listen, good run for Luka Doncic to get to this point. Good way to close out that season where they finished off the season strong so no knock on them but you touched on it i mean six trips to the finals not that like we're not talking about the warriors but again when you talk about you know the top 10 teams of all time and i'm just talking about this run that that, that they've had where they found a way to do it with depth no kd with kd one of the all-time great teams and then now going back to depth but that that core group that curry uh clay thompson Draymond green a tr trio again we've had a lot of big threes that threesome that that trio has found a way to consistently regardless of who their teammates are found a way to compete so yes i think the warriors close it out tonight and uh, in the not-too-distant future, next week, we are talking about Warriors-Celtics in the finals. So if you had to pick the Mavericks or the Heat, who do you have more faith in to extend the series? Oh, man, I have no faith in <laughs> either. I, I would say because of Luka Doncic and because of what the Mavericks have shown. I mean, again, they shocked me. What they did when they went into Phoenix, again, yeah. Phoenix was a team that going into that series had beaten them 10 straight times. So a bad matchup for the Mavs. They won the first two games of that, of that series, both blowouts. You're thinking sweep. 
So for them to come back and not only win that series, but when you're talking about one of the crazier blowouts in postseason history, 40-plus point lead in the fourth quarter of that game, I mean, the Suns were the best team this entire season, and it wasn't close. So the fact that Luka Doncic did that, and I, and I put that on him, but again, it's the entire team. The fact that the Mavericks did that shows me that they're capable of it. I don't think it happens, but I have way more confidence with the Mavericks. Yeah, and you know what? I had an epiphany last night. I said to myself, I said, you know what? We got to go down with the ship, so I'm going to take down. There we go. Why not? The thing is, they could and probably should be up 3-1 to one in this series, yeah. and you know, when you lose those kind of games, they deflate you, and yes, I can see totally why the Warriors should definitely be considered the heavy favorites going into Game 5, but you just said it, Arash, you have Luka Doncic on your side, and no matter what Steph Curry's doing, Luka is the best player in this series, yeah. and for that reason, it's not out of the realm of possibility for me. Dallas... If their three-point shots go in, not only do they win, they typically cover the the over. Yeah. And then when they don't, it's the opposite. The game usually goes under, and you know they lose the game. So it really just comes down to the role players. And I really think that their confidence is going to be higher after that game four performance. I'm not confident when I say this, but I'm going to go Dallas. All right. To extend the series. I I, I agree with you on if Dallas. If Dallas had played the way that and those shots went in to extend the series, however, I think that their mentality is, and their culture—I guess that's overusage of that word—but their culture is not the equivalent of Miami's culture. I think that Miami at least has a, more, a little bit more of a chance, hurt or not hurt, because they still have the star power that they have um, on that bench and on that on that court. So I'm taking Miami. Yeah, well, so you guys, so you, okay. To extend the series, but I'm still, I'm still going with. I, I know Vegas has and Circus Sports has uh, war, the Warriors to win it all, and they're the favorite. I'm sticking with my Boston Celtics, man. I'm sticking with them. I'm right. I'm gonna ride this train to the end. Wait, so you're 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 saying that the Celtics Heat series is gonna go seven games? That the Heat are gonna go into Boston, win Game Six, but that the Celtics will win Game Seven? Um, I, I, I want to say yes because I, I've been saying this the whole entire time. Celtics in seven. Okay, uh, I see. That, I see. But the way that the, I, I'm, say, I'm saying, I'm answering the uh, end of this. Oh well, who do you have more confidence? I see. So you have. So okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I have more confidence in Boston, specifically because they have big, and they're and I'm not a huge fan of small ball. So yeah. I, I just I, and also defensively, I think the Celtics are just better. Uh. So yeah, I, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna ride, ride that train the whole entire way. I'm just, I'm taking Boston, even even with just to win the East and to win the whole entire thing. Uh, I'm with I'm yeah. with you, Jihei. So I think we might be in the minority, but I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, speaking of you know guys we haven't heard of in a long time, who has last played professional football in 2016, the year he started kneeling during the national anthem to protest racial injustice. 
He worked out Wednesday for the L uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Do you think this was a serious workout? And can Kaepernick be a good backup in the NFL after not having played for five years? Yeah, I mean, that that is a long time. I mean, the, the, now, you know, when you were talking about him at the beginning of his, uh, you know, when he was not with the team, it's like, you know, it's one thing to take a year off. It's one thing to take two years off. Five years off is a long time. And again, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. He did work out in Las Vegas. Um, listen, this is a position of need. Again, Derek Carr is their quarterback. So, you know, he's not, you know, he's not competing for the starting position. But I, I think, listen, when you look at the number of quarterbacks in the National Football League, I think uh, Kaepernick, again, really depending on where he's at right now, physically, I mean, where he's at. I mean, five years again is a long time. So if um, if he is somewhere near where he was when he was with San Francisco, and I was at his last game, like he, he started with against the Rams. It was uh, Christmas Eve, I think. And um, he walked off the field at the Coliseum. So... I would love to see this. And by the way, Las Vegas is a team with a lot of problems right now that I think this could perhaps help them. Who knows? So he's 34 years old. So with that just being taken into consideration, 34 in the modern NFL is like 28 in the in the old NFL. So I don't yeah. think his age should be a factor. But yeah, five years out of the game, they're, the game of football changes so dramatically offensively Every like two or three years, we see shifts in the way that teams strategize and such. I do have faith in his athleticism still being there at age 34. He should still have something left in the tank. Yeah. And like you mentioned, if the Raiders, you know, Derek Carr, it, it's possible that Kaepernick, if he does get this opportunity, gets a chance to actually fill in at some point sure. and get in the game, uh, which would be an amazing sight. Can you imagine if Kaepernick oh my God. gets into an NFL game in be the year huge. 2022? It would be yeah, game changing. I mean, he would definitely be uh, the uh, the ticket sales for that team will, will spike through the roof. Yeah. Um, I, I think allegedly he has been preparing and he has been trying to stay in shape all these five years. Yeah, it's been reported that um, I believe. To be honest with you, I, good for the Vegas Raiders for giving him a chance. I guess giving him an opportunity. I, I think this is all kind of for fodder. Um, I'm not. I'm not the hugest Kaepernick fan. I'm just gonna put it out there. I, I'm not. I'm. I, I think it'll be great, and it'll sell tickets. Um, it'll be great to have him there and give him an opportunity. I guess, but I'm just. I. And he'll be a good. He'll be a decent backup for sure. But five years ago, he would have been a decent backup. You know, the you interesting know, so thing, Jihei, is the, to your point, ticket sales, but those jerseys. I mean, if, if he yeah. signs, I mean, literally the next day, once they put those jerseys on sale, silver and black, I'm assuming he'll be number seven again, but those Kaepernick jerseys are, are, are going to sell like crazy. Yeah, definitely. And any team that brings him on, like, that'll definitely be the, I think the one major coup for them, yeah. right, is those jersey sales and those ticket sales. Um but other than that, I mean, you have him as a backup. I mean, and good exactly, yeah. That, so, yeah, no doubt about that. There is also drama with the Brooklyn Nets right now. It looks like the big three in Brooklyn, which was, by the way, favored to win the championship last year. That was crazy. It was Nets and Lakers were, yeah, were favored. Yes. <laughs> it, it looks like they might be being torn down brick by brick. Last year. The New York Daily News reported that the Nets would trade James Harden, which they ended up doing. And now they're reporting that the Nets may be pushing Kyrie Irving out of town this summer by refusing to give him a long-term contract. 
And that sounds like effectively forcing Kevin Durant to perhaps demand a trade if he's unhappy. What are your thoughts on the current state of what's going on in Brooklyn? This is crazy. Again, it began with uh, the move of James Harden. It looks like, listen, there there is bad blood there or uh, distrust there with Kyrie because of the whole vaccine mandate. He's been hurt. Again, it's great to have Kyrie, but he's got to be available. He's got to be on the court. So um, I totally agree with them in terms of not giving him a long-term contract. And if that's the case, Kyrie leaves. He opts out, which I think he's at a point in his career where I think there's a team out there that would give him a long-term deal. So no James Harden, no Kyrie. If you're KD at that point looking around saying, what the heck? It's like that Will Smith meme when he's in this house all by himself. He could demand a trade. So crazy times with the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know if Kyrie's going to opt out or opt in because he's got 30 yeah, That's a lot million. of money. That's right. It just seems like, you know, you just said that he would probably have an, a long-term offer on the table. I don't know if he would because of, you that's know, everything point. that's happened with him this past season. Just this season alone, the drama surrounding Kyrie Irving never ended. And then you talk about if he does leave, Kevin Durant would probably almost definitely at the latter half of his prime ask for a trade. And if I'm looking at that situation, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm probably sending him to a team out west. I don't want to send him to a team in the east. And then it becomes which team in the west could trade for Kevin Durant. I don't know. Dallas, Phoenix, Memphis. All the contenders should be knocking on Brooklyn's door if Kevin Durant yeah. made available. Gee, hey, last 60 seconds is this madness in Brooklyn. They are a hot mess, man. Yeah. <laughs> they are just, I mean, that's the only way that you can you can even describe them right now. I mean, they definitely, with all those rumors, they're definitely trying to get rid of Kyrie. It's just yeah. who, who would you give him to, right? Who would want and who would want him? With the, with the headache that he's given um, his team. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, they still hate him in Boston. Yeah. They, and, they're going to hate him here, uh, you know, in Brooklyn. And so. you touched on it. I mean, just, just so many, like, problems with Kyrie. Okay, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton when we return right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM in AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 
400-0340. Okay, let's go out to the Circa Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details. And here he is, our good friend, Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you doing? Hey, man, you need to tell me that you can hear this incredible voice all the way in Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> Nick, you are on in beautiful Hawaii, so one of these days when we have an excuse to go out there, whether it's training camp or a game or something, we can hear ourselves in Hawaii. Um, Nick, uh, listen, a lot to get into. Let's start here with some actual news. Uh, according to Woj and a few other reports, the Lakers have interviewed former Blazers coach Terry Stotts for the franchise's head coaching job in Los Angeles. The uh, They uh, sat down with him Tuesday. Um, the interesting thing here, and, and I, I hate to throw up a softball here to begin, but according to our friend Mark Medina, Terry Stotts is intrigued with potentially coaching Russell Westbrook and believes he can help him be more effective and comfortable with his role. Uh, Nick, your thoughts? Mediocrity. <laughs> Absolute putrid mediocrity. There's no way. I mean, it, it, they continue to try to fix a situation. They put a bandaid on a situation that requires surgery and stitches. And until you come to the realization that this is simply not going to work, no matter what coach you bring in, you're gonna have, they're gonna have to face reality. And to me, if they hold on to Westbrook, if they hold on and get a mediocre coach, and I love Devin Ham, by the way, I think yeah. Devin Ham deserves an opportunity. Um, I think Devin Ham deserves an opportunity to coach, but I don't think this is the right opportunity for Devin Ham to be placed in in his first time as a head coach. I think Devin Ham deserves another organization uh, that doesn't have as much pressure and is a little bit more organized, I should say, um, and realistic with their expectations. But when you look at uh, Terry Stotts or uh, whatever the other coaching you know hires could potentially be, um, I'm going to say that this is a, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. And if they hold on to Westbrook, they are waving their white flag and they only care about putting butts in seats with LeBron and AD. Period. Yeah. Uh, speaking of putting butts in seats and selling tickets, we had a report that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have tried out Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick was in Vegas for a tryout. Um, I believe this is, according to Schefter, his first professional football tryout since 2016. Again, we've been hoping for this moment. We'll see if it actually comes to fruition but i mean he hasn't played in five years so when he was a year out two years out you're thinking you know that that, that that's not going to be too hard for him but five years out nick i guess two-part question your your thoughts on that and again i don't need to tell you the raiders are dealing with a lot of like off the field stuff and um is there a chance that they may be doing this just to get good pr you know what arash that's an interesting question because i think for First and foremost, I'm not I'm not satisfied until he gets a spot yeah. on the roster. I mean, this is great that he's getting a tryout, and, and I, I, um, I think this is a wonderful opportunity for the Raiders. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Colin Kaepernick, who's been working out. I mean, he's shown that he's been working out consecutively for a long period of time. But also, too, I don't think it's a PR stand, because if you remember the great Al Davis, uh, he was a trailblazer. He was the one that brought Art Shell in as yeah. the first black head coach. He was the one that brought in Amy Trask as the first woman CEO of an NFL team. He was the one that, that brought in Tom Flores. 
So he's always been a trailblazer that gets the grain kind of guy. So I'm not surprised that it, that it would be the Raiders who allow Colin Kaepernick a workout um, since the other 31 other teams refuse to give him a workout and, and continue to blackball him. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised at that. I hope Colin Kaepernick does well. I hope he gets at least uh, some portion of the roster. He at least gets some, some point of the roster, I should say. Even if he's a backup uh, for the entire season, hopefully he gets some run um, and, and be able to showcase his skill set. And if he can hang and if he can still take the field, then why not give him an opportunity? Um, it makes no sense. He should have never been out the league in the first place. We all know why. Yes, he made a, a, an idiotic decision on not opting into his new contract, but that should, he shouldn't be penalized for that. And we all know the real reason why he was penalized because of his beliefs and his stance that he took peacefully, I might add, uh, that did not agree with the NFL at that time. But it's ironic how the NFL continues to take some of his principles and, and add them to the sidelines and add them into the end zone and it's the back of players' helmet. Nick, in terms of the NBA playoffs, we were talking about in segment one how this playoffs has not lived <laughs> up to our expectations just as viewers. What have you thought about it from an entertainment standpoint? Have you been entertained by these games? And also, if you haven't, is there a way that we can fix it so the future years are not as boring as they've been this, this season? You know what? It's been ridiculously inconsistent because you've had games where, where teams have been down. Like we watched the Warriors in game four be down by pretty much 30, you know, 29, 30 points, and they pretty much mustered their way back and end up losing the game still. But, I mean, it was that part was the most interesting part of the game because you saw, oh, shoot, the Warriors are coming back. Okay, now they're down to eight. Now it's down to seven. Oh, okay, now we got a game here. But when you watch the team like the Celtics and the Heat, and they just completely blown, have blown out the Heat, those games are boring. I, I don't think the networks are, are pleased because guess what? When viewership goes down, then that becomes a problem for for commercials moving forward because then they can't charge the money for these commercials that are being played because people turn it off. It's like, oh, this game is over. Um, so I don't know what the solution could be for these types of games. I don't know what needs to happen. Um, I don't know if you can fix anything like this. I think something it just it just happened. Um, you know, they, they've done the play-in tournament. They, they try to get fans more engaged with the uh, the the actual games itself, like I said, with the play-in tournament and getting the hype built as they move towards the playoff push. So I don't know what can be done, man. I, I Honestly, I can't even answer that question with a solid answer because I don't know what else can be done. I think sometimes things just play themselves out. Maybe you have to start rotating players and allowing players an opportunity to, to go to various destinations and maybe push them towards those destinations. I don't know. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Adam Silver and that, and that organ and, and the NBA are able to orchestrate moving forward so you can kind of cut down on these types of situations. But I'm not sure this can even happen realistically. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it, that's a good point, Nick, because I think that this is a conversation that the league will have, but it won't be public because there is a feeling that perhaps, listen, I mean, if a team's losing by 30, 40 points, perhaps like they've, 
they've, you know, in a seven game series, perhaps you like, okay, we're going to drop game two or we're going to drop game three or something like that. You, you, you definitely don't want to have those conversations happening pub- pub- publicly, but I do know that the league will probably look into that behind closed doors. Uh, Nick, it is, it is a mob season training in the National Football League. The Rams and Chargers are projected to be two of the top four or five teams in the league. Um, I believe you were at the Rams uh, practices. Uh, tell me, what what are your thoughts on what's happening? Well, when you look at, I mean, first of all, it's early. So yeah. it's, it's really hard to, to try to make a distinction on where these teams are. I think as we move into the month of July, uh, June, July, you know, August, I think you get a better perception of where these teams are, where they could be. Um, I like the Rams. Um, like I said, I'm still questioning their secondary. Um, and then again, we don't know what the Rams going to do during the buyout market, um, as we saw what they did last year, bringing in Odell Beckham yeah. and Von Miller. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's, there's still time. I think the Rams do dominate their division. I think the, the NFC West has gotten incredibly weaker. Uh, I think the AFC West has gotten incredibly stronger. We talk about the Chargers, you talk about the Raiders, you talk about the Broncos, and even the Kansas City Chiefs. The question to me about the Los Angeles Chargers is health. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they always kick themselves in the behind at the worst times. And it, it cost it cost them an opportunity to go deeper to the playoffs. And I'm not sure this year is going to be that much different. I know they acquired uh, an, an, a significant amount of talent uh, between J.C. Jackson, between uh, uh, Khalil Mack, um, and, and guys like that. But to me, how are you going to be able to put it together is the question. Uh, I know Justin Herbert bulked up. He's about 245, 247 now. How will that help him as far as being able to be that elite top-notch quarterback? Will that slow him down? Will that be, make him more durable? Um, we have yet to find out. And then also, there's a looming question of will they extend Derwin James? Yeah. I know Derwin James came out and said he's not worried about that. He's more concerned about getting the, the new guys acclimated and be able to play out his entire year healthy, which he should be, but you can't you can't make me believe that he's not thinking about why he hasn't had a new deal as of yet. And, and that may be the blessing in disguise, Derwin James, because to me, I've always said if you're Derwin James, and we know we know how lethal Derwin James is, he can beat you inside, he can beat you outside. Why would I want to play my career with an organization that's not geared towards winning? Yeah, it's not going to go deep into the playoffs and even sniff the draws of a Super Bowl <laughs> and even getting into the Super Bowl. So to me, I think Derwin James should enjoy free agency when that time comes and really see what's really out there and what's the best option for him. And if it is if it happens to be the Chargers, then congratulations. But maybe he needs to go across the field and look at the Los Angeles Rams. Maybe he may go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe he goes to Buffalo or maybe he goes to Pittsburgh or someplace like that. We don't know. But I think we have to look at what Derwin James can do this year. That's a lot of, you know, eyeballs are going to be on Derwin James because of the previous years where he wasn't as healthy as he could have been. Um, but it doesn't take away from his dynamic talent. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Chargers do. The Rams, like I said, I think they're going to make the playoffs. They stay healthy. But my question mark is that secondary. What do they do to improve and upgrade that secondary? Because I'm, I'm not a believer in Troy Hill. Yeah. Nick, there's some rumors in the NBA 
about expansion in uh, potentially in 2024, actually, when the new CBA is is put into action. Seattle and Vegas are the two teams being mentioned right now to be added. Do you think, let's say in the next, let's say, decade, do you think that we will see those two cities get NBA franchises? Absolutely. What I've been saying the whole time since you guys have had me come on this fine program, <laughs> I've been saying that the Seattle, that Seattle and Vegas are going to get teams. Mind you, the NBA has done a study the last, I believe, six or seven years about possibly having an NBA team in Las Vegas, which continues to be a growing sports metropolis. So it makes only good sense if you have two teams. Obviously, Seattle is going to be called the Sonics. Why would you name them anything else but the Sonics? Give them an expansion team. The city of Seattle loves basketball. They support basketball. That is a basketball city. Um, so I think they deserve it. But I think Las Vegas also deserves it because you see what's growing there. You see what they do with the growth of the Las Vegas Raiders and that fan base. You see the Golden Knights in that fan base. You look at the Las Vegas Aces in that fan base. You know the, the Oakland A's are, move, are going to eventually move to Las Vegas and have a baseball team in Vegas with the A's moving there. So it only makes sense to have an NBA franchise. Now, whether they move a franchise, as I've told you guys before, which I think is more, is more intelligent and economically feasible for them to move a franchise that may not be doing well in a particular market, reinvent them, rebrand them, have, make sure you have a star already in place to move to Vegas. Uh, because Vegas is more appealing to free agents when you already have a star there and potential to win ball games. Um, and then what you do is you shift Minnesota to the Eastern Conference, and then whatever team that you decide to move, you shift the other team to the, the conference, and now you balance out the league. So I think it's incredible. I can see it happening in the next maybe five to seven years, absolutely. Uh, Nick, the uh, Sparks thankfully snapped their five-game losing streak. By the way, my brother uh, drove to Vegas for that uh, <laughs> the Vegas blowout. <laughs> By the way, so the way he told it, I mean, he was talking smack during like the first few minutes of the game. So when when they were piling it on, he heard it. He he had to leave in the third quarter of that game because they were giving it to him. Um, but the Sparks snapped their five-game losing streak to Phoenix, 99-94. Um, kind of two questions from this game. One. I mean, your 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 thoughts on the Sparks again? It, it seems on paper that the talents there. We've talked about it. Um, you know, again, we're we're big fans of Liz Cambage, Liz Angeles, but she has not uh, performed up to her potential. Do you want to talk about the Sparks? But also, when you talk about the Phoenix Mercury and how they're struggling again, two and five, you have to mention Brittany Griner, and again, uh, I mean, how that's gonna play itself out i guess maybe let's start there i mean has the wnba has really the country done enough it does seem like there's conversations being had but nick this has gone on for way too long yeah first and foremost free bg yep uh secondly it's been over 100 days uh since bg's incarceration in russia um i understand that the the, the the state department has been working on some things behind the scenes according to the reports uh, but it's time for the bring this young lady home. Uh, there's no reason why she should be there. I think she served her time. Uh, I think she's may have learned a lesson from all of this as well. And it's interesting, her wife, when she was being interviewed, said, hey, she didn't even want to go to Russia at first, but she felt she had to because of the financial situations that yeah. present themselves when these young ladies go overseas. And so I think that's something for the NBA to really pay attention to as well because they're going to have to figure out a way to get more money to these young ladies 
to be able to, for them not to have to be forced to go to some of these foreign countries and then deal with the, some of the brunt of what they've had to deal with, such as DG. Um, and also along with, you know, giving them charter flights because there's no excuse why a WNBA franchise should have to fly commercial. Um, speaking with uh, Coach Vanessa of the Phoenix Mercury last night, she was saying, look, if we were an NBA team, we would have left tonight and been in Atlanta uh, early in the morning and been in bed and prepared properly for a 7.30 tip-off against the Atlanta Dream. But unfortunately, they have to leave LAX at 7 a.m. to fly across the country to Atlanta, which means they have to be at the airport at approximately 5 or 5.30 a.m., which is absolutely ridiculous, and it breaks your rest. And, and you know, it, it, it does do a number on you physically and mentally. Um, the same thing with the L.A. Sparks. They have to travel the same particular way and count any other uh, 10 other teams. Yeah. So that needs to be addressed immediately. Even speaking with Neko Gumake about that, um, there needs to be a resolution rather quickly. If not this season, then by next season, the WNBA was getting all this money that they've been accumulating from, from people like Nike and American Express and all these other corporations. They need to be able to have an opportunity to create some type of fund where they can get these young ladies to and from their destination one way and back, uh, charter and not have to deal with commercial flights um, and the uncomfortable of dealing with that, but to answer your other question, uh, Liz Cambage is a Lizability. Um, <laughs> she is slow as molasses when it comes to going up and down the floor. She doesn't hustle the way you expect her to hustle, and you wonder why the Las Vegas Aces decided to let her become a free agent yeah. and let her move on because she slows down. She complains about every call, whether the calls are just or not. You can't keep doing that and, and think that you're going to get calls your way. Have you not paid attention to what guys in the NBA have done and how that's worked out for them? What do you think they're going to do in the WNBA? It's not going to be any different. So to me, she needs to get in gear, start being able to be, be more dominant because to me, she has not been the dominant Liz Cambage that we've all envisioned her to be since the moment she arrived on the floor. This woman is 6'9", 235. She should be Shaquille O'Neal mm. of the WNBA as the MVE of the WNBA because of her size and her skill set and the ability to be able to move around the basket. There's no excuse why. I watched the, the Sparks on, on certain plays where they've actually ran down the floor but had to slow up because they had to wait for Liz Cambage to get down near the post to be able to set up plays, which gave opportunity to the Phoenix Mercury to set their defensive uh, traps. So to me, I don't know how this is going to work. I wasn't I wasn't a, a, a proponent of her being signed by the Sparks because I thought that it may be a mistake, much like the Westbrook situation yeah. with, the, with the Lakers signing him. So I don't see much happening uh, with the Sparks team as of right now. I think Derek Fisher is not the greatest coach. Uh, you question a lot of his moves. You question a lot of his play calling. Um, even, even those of us in the media have been scratching our heads like, what the hell is Derek Fisher doing? Um, Especially when you see a team like the Aces, who's very well ran, uh, well coached, and you know it's just mind boggling to see where this Spark team's going to be. I mean, Nekagumake is a bona fide star, and trust me, Nekagumake had a very intense speech pre-game that reminded these young ladies of who they're playing for and what they're playing for, and I think that resonated with a lot of the players, which resulted in them snapping their five-game losing streak last night. 
Yeah, I mean that that was nice to see, but you know they, they got to do more. I mean, I mean, not not again. I expected them to be good because of Liz Cambage, not really knowing where she was at in her career. Um, Nick, you're the best. Uh, we got to do this again in person, but looking forward to having you on next week. Nick, thank you so much. Thank you, Arash. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, see ya. That is the great Nick Hamilton. Again, my brother drove out to Las Vegas to watch. The Las Vegas Aces beat these Sparks. He's a massive Sparks fan. I don't know when that started. Maybe with Lisa Leslie, but um, massive Sparks. We got to turn that season around. Let's go Sparks. Exactly, and we got to get him on. I mean, maybe he could be our Sparks correspondent again. I watch them when they're on TV. But all the basketball right now is bad. I mean, the <laughs> fact that my brother went to a, a W um, NBA game in Las Vegas, and even that game turned into a 30-point blood. So at some point, we got to get some good basketball somewhere. Uh, hopefully, we get some good basketball tonight. My guess is that is not going to happen. All these games have been terrible. All right, but that's all the uh, time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.